This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Montana's Districting and Apportionment Commission is getting ready to start work on drawing the state's next legislative map. The commission has established a timeline to produce proposed legislative district plans this summer. The commission also received updates on two specialized data sets that will guide the work that they do. Commissioners heard a presentation from consultants for Haystack DNA, a firm asked to analyze whether Montana showed racially polarizing voting patterns. They looked back at elections from 2014 to 2020 in the counties surrounding Montana's seven tribal reservations, as well as Yellowstone and Cascade counties, which have the state's largest urban native populations. Haystack DNA staff reported their analysis showed a strong correlation between a precinct's Native American population and candidates' vote shares, meaning Native voters and white voters in those districts each support a particular candidate, and they were usually different. They said those patterns held for each of the general elections they looked at and some of the primaries. The commission needs information on polarizing votes to ensure any legislative act comply, complies with the Federal Voting Rights Act, which says states can't implement voting systems that limit a minority group's voting power. The commission has set a goal to get each of Montana's 100 state house districts within 1% of an ideal equal population. Many of the districts that cover Montana's reservations are significantly below the ideal population, so they will need to grow in size to bring in more voters. The state is also in the process of updating its census numbers to count prisoners at their home address rather than the address at which they are incarcerated. That reduces the population by nearly 3,000 in districts that contain prisons, with the largest 1,600 in Deer Lodge and almost 600 in Shelby. Updated data are not available in national redistricting databases or on the online apps that members of the public can use to draw their own proposed maps. Once that data are available, the Commission will put out a call for maps from the general public, likely in early June. Starting in mid-July, commissioners will look at these submitted plans and begin developing their own. In August, the commissioners will unveil four proposed legislative maps. They'll then hold public meetings across Montana, at least six in-person events across the state and three online to give the public a chance to offer suggestions. Commissioners must present a legislative map to state lawmakers early next year to get their input. That means they'll likely choose a proposed plan around December. The new legislative districts would be used for the first time in the 2024 elections. A group representing property owners has filed a lawsuit asking a state judge to overturn elk hunting regulations and to direct wildlife officials to reduce significantly the elk populations in parts of the state. United Property Owners of Montana filed the lawsuit in Fergus County District Court against Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Commission and the Montana Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. 
The lawsuit cites state law requiring the commission and FWP to manage elk to population objectives campaigned it contained in FWP's elk management plan. The suit says populations have ballooned to more than 50,000 animals over the objectives. The lawsuit claims that the FWP and commissioners are legally required to manage to objective regardless of whether the landowners allow public access. Quote, no matter whether reducing elk numbers is popular with environmentalists or other special interest groups or not, defendants are to keep populations at or below the population limits. That's according to the lawsuit. A federal appeals court in New Orleans is considering whether President Joe Biden legally suspended new oil and gas leases shortly after taking office because of climate change worries. The case has not yet been tried, but a federal judge blocked the order already, saying only Congress could suspend the sales. Federal lawmakers say the government has broad power to hold, cancel, or defer lease sales. Biden's order was, quote, a straightforward articulation of the president's views of how the interior should use ample discretion that Congress has granted the agency. That's according to attorney Andrew M. Burney. Judge Doherty found that states which challenged the order were likely to prove the Interior Department violated the law by acting arbitrarily and without giving, quote, any rational explanation. The judge also found that since laws governing the lease sales don't say the president can pause them, only Congress may do so. Lawyers for Louisiana and a dozen other states, including Montana, say that a 1987 law setting out how oil and gas leases are sold requires each sale at least four times a year in states with eligible land. Biden has come under pressure to increase U.S. crude production as fuel prices spike because of the coronavirus pandemic and the war in Ukraine. From within his own party, the Democrat faces calls to do more to curb emissions from fossil fuels that are driving climate change. Oil companies have been reluctant to increase production, saying there are not enough workers, little money for new drilling investments, and fears that today's high prices won't last. State officials say there's not enough time to remove a congressional candidate who died last weekend from the ballot. The Montana Secretary of State's office has confirmed that because ballots have gone out to members of the armed forces and other groups, the ballots cannot be changed. Mark Sweeney of Phillipsburg, a former D. Lodge County commissioner and state lawmaker, died at 62 over the weekend. He was seeking the Democratic nomination for Montana's 2nd Congressional District. Sweeney's name will still appear on the Democratic ballot, with Penny Ronig of Billings and Skylar Williams also of Billings. On Monday, the City Club of Missoula hosted a panel discussion on destination stewardship. How can we keep from loving Montana to death? The four guests, all of whom are associated with the tourism industry, said the sudden growth in the number of tourists coming to Montana have them scrambling to try to figure out what to do. Some said that in just a few short years, 
They've had to reverse their focus from pushing for more visitation to trying to advocate for values that are now under threat. Last year, about 12.5 million tourists came to Montana, and while they spent $5.15 billion, they also jammed roads, parking areas, river access sites, trailheads, and campgrounds. They put pressure on restaurants, hotels, and community services. In their wake, some left piles of trash, graffiti, and toilet paper gardens where they relieved themselves, especially if they camped away from established campgrounds. Last week, a University of Montana Crown of the Continent poll showed many Montanans weren't happy with the recent uptick in visitors. As we reported to you last week, about 70% of those living in western Montana towns say growth and development was happening too fast. 75% said changing characterizations of the state, loss of wildlife habitat, and crowding were serious concerns. Some national parks have begun requiring reservations or timed entry to parks as a way to keep a handle on the crowds to minimize disturbances to wildlife and preserve the experience for everyone. Some national parks are adding buses and shuttles instead of allowing personal vehicles on some roads. Sarah Sundrum of the National Parks Conservation Association says it's still too early to tell how effective those changes have been at managing visitors, but a preliminary survey of Glacier Park visitors found 70% favored the reservation system for going to the Sun Road. Quote, nobody knows how to do this because nobody's done it before, Sundrum said. People are the number one non-studied animal in the parks at this point. Sundrum says Montanans need to ask some tough questions about Money or Montana as we know it, crowds or quality of life, the demands of more people requiring more money for maintenance, service, and expansion. A decade ago, when 1.85 million visited Glacier National Park, the Glacier Park Conservancy donated $300,000 for park projects. After last year, as visitation reached 3.3 million, the park needed an additional 4.85 million for projects. Glacier Park Conservancy Executive Director Doug Mitchell said a tax on recreation equipment, like bikes and rafts, could be a good source of revenue for recreational maintenance. Montana already has a bed tax, but only part of it goes towards tourism advertising. Mitchell says, quote, the bed tax was intended to go 100% to tourism. There was a minor problem with the general fund in the early 2000s, so they, being the legislature, redirected the money for a couple of years, but it's never come back. A wolverine was observed in the Mount Moria Cemetery in Butte on May 2nd, around 6.50 in the evening. Morgan Jacobson of Montana FWP says that while wolverine sightings are rare, they aren't unheard of because the animals are highly mobile. Quote, wolverine sightings are very rare, so it's pretty special when you get to see one. Jacobson added that wolverines are wary of people, but their main concern is usually getting to their destination. 
Jacobs had said, keeping a safe distance from any wildlife is always a good rule of thumb. If the animal is responding to your presence, it needs more space. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. We also post our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Tribe, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.